0: mm <laughs> This is Julius. Adelme. We are now in chapter 22 of the Gospel of Luke. And I said I will read and then pause and give some comments. Verse 1 Now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought out they might kill him, for they feared the people. <laughs> then entered Satan into Judah, son, is Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. <laughs> We are reading Luke chapter 22. We are now in verse 3. Then entered Satan and Judas, son of Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captives, How he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and covenanted to give him money. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Now you will see that this actually is fully promising because when you go to one of the books of the prophets, and it looked like the Zachariah that was prophesying. that this was Zachariah chapter 11. And it was not clear what meant because God was just showing his And that we say the, the covenant with 30 pieces of silver. Verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. And he, Christ, sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. And they said unto him, Where will thou that we prepare? And say unto them, Behold, when ye are entered into the city, that's to Jerusalem, there shall a man meet you bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him to the, into the house where he entered in. And ye shall say unto the good man of the house, The master says unto thee, Where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he shall show you a large upper room furnished. They are made ready. Now, the, Scholars have discussed this and said, Well, it's very, very possible that it's one of the disciples that believe, or it's a very rich man, perhaps, or some rich people in Jerusalem that really was a believers, believer. And he has made, could have made an offer that anytime you come to town, we have enough place for you and your disciples. So the Lord already knew the place. But now, how he sent a man, say, There will be a man that is carrying a pitcher of water. He could have seen that in a vision. The Lord could have seen that in a vision and said, Follow him. The house he went to. Tell the man that, where is that upper room where I will have, I will, I will, eat, my, I will eat dinner, I will eat the Passover with my disciples. And he will show you a large upper room for you For somebody to have a large upper room that will take 12, 13 people, it must be a rich man's house also. How much more some women also are helping, following, so it's a be a big house also. Verse 13. And they went and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. When the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Verse 15. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. Now this is the institution of the Breaking of bread, that he said you should do this in remembrance of me. Verse 19. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise, hold so the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new testament in my blood, which is shed for you. Now, this ordinance of breaking of bread, and when you go back to the, our apostle Paul said it was revealed to him, it is. Something that will be a blessing to us as each time we do it for the healing of our body because it was body was broken for us, and the Bible said, By his stripes we were healed. In the body of God, there ought not to be diseases and sicknesses, and when we appropriate the word of God, sickness and disease should depart from us. And that's what the Bible said. Verse 21 Behold, the hand of him that betrayed me is with me on the table. And truly, the Son of Man goeth as it was determined, but woe unto that man by whom he is betrayed. Verse 20 And they began to inquire among themselves which of them it was that should do this thing. And there was also a strife among them which of them should be accounted the greatest. Now, when you go to the other gospel, the Gospel of John, he mentioned that Peter beckoned to John that was next to Jesus Christ and said, Ask him, who is he? And then the Bible said, he, he said, anyone that I give this cup to, after I dip it, that I pour it into his cup, that is one. And he pour it into the cup of Judas Iscariot. More like identifying to, to the to Apostle John. And then the Bible said, that was when Satan now took over the uh, Judas Iscariot. Verse 25. You see, verse 24 says, and there was says, also a strife among them, which of them should be accounted the greatest. It's a completion of... We should be responsible when the master is not here. And he said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And let that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. you shall not be so. he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. Okay. And he that is chief, as he that does serve. But whether it's greater, he that seated at meat or he that serve it. It's not he that sits at meat, but I am among you as he that serve it. That is the Lord, When they sit at the table, it was one that is devising the bread. That's when he, he that serve it. But you see, when you look at life also, I was telling some of my students that when you go to a restaurant and you are a stranger, how do you know who is in charge of that restaurant? The one that is serving the people is the one that if you should ask. is the one that knows who's in charge. Not the people that are sitting on the table and being served. The waitress that is serving them, taking their order, that is the one that knows who's in charge. So if you want to ask, you, that's why Christ said, The one that is serving is the one that really is in charge. That's the greatest. And he said, This is why Christ himself was distributing the bread and the food for them. He is the greatest, but he's not serving. So he said, We are called to serve. Even the kings of land, they are called to serve. In the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of this world, they think they are to dominate and rule those people that that selected them to even be priests, to be governors, or so on and so forth, they dominated them. That's why Christ said that in the kingdom of the Gentiles, they exercise lordship over them. But in the kingdom of God, the, the rulers are to serve. They are the ones that are the servants, the rulers. Verse 28. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations, and I appoint unto you a kingdom, as my father has appointed unto me, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Now, you know that where Judas is not going to be one of those because he, he went to his own reward. And that's what some other person was substituted for him in the book of Acts. What but Verse thirty-one. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. that I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. So I pray for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy bread. So you can see this, this uh, saying of verse 31, 32 that the Lord told Simon Peter there. Simon Peter, in denying Christ, actually has fallen. From, the, um, from among the believers. But God said, I've already heard Saw that Satan came to say, if I can smash this one out of the midst And he came to get permission as well, Satan has desired. But he said, I've prayed for you, Peter. Even though Peter fell, but God has already, Jesus Christ said, he has already prayed for Peter so that he will not completely be cast out. Because look at when Jesus Christ said, anyone that denied me before me, I will deny them before my father in name. And then at the end, you know, that was the night. That's almost like he cast it out. No? Because I have already prayed for you. And your faith failed not. But now he said, when thou art converted, so he has to be converted again. So that was like only falling out of the midst of the believers, he was converted again. And when thou art converted, then strengthen your brethren. Because you, you are going to be needed here. But I to read, and he said unto him, that's as Peter now responds, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death, you know. They are saying it out of flesh. They love him here, yeah, but they don't have the power of the Holy Ghost. So it's still in the flesh that they are saying. Yes, I will, I, will, I will die for you. And when the robber missed the road, like we said, even the real thing happened. The soldiers are marching and they are slapping the master. and The master didn't do anything. They were working on the mind of Peter. Right. The devil will work on their minds to make them fear, to make them trouble, to make them say, oh, you see, everything is over. Where is the power now? Where is the power? Can that power stand against the sword? The devil will whisper those big people to begin to shake and think, I think uh, there is us not do this anymore. No? But you see, Christ said that when you are converted, when they are even though he's so boasted and said, I am ready to go with the boat into prison and today because they knew that this thing is getting, so the night time they were all afraid that they were they knew that the chief priest have sent out a warrant for his arrest for the logical arrest but, and they were in the night time in the same area and they knew that they, they are looking for our master right now we have to find a way of escape also but say, they were still saying we are going to stand with you to death but christ knew what was coming god is going to allow this thing they didn't believe that they didn't know that christ was telling them over and over and over this is going to happen it was going to be crucified on the third day we will rise again. So that kind of washed away from their mind. But now they knew that the trend, the temperature is changing. Every, every Jew is trying to arrest him. Or well, not every Jew. All oh, the chief rulers are looking for how to arrest him. And they heard about it. So now that they didn't know. And they were, that's why sometimes they didn't want to come back to Judea. They this feast. And Christ said, look, we have it is meant to be. But 34, and he said, I tell you, Peter, and the Lord replied to Peter, I tell you, Peter, the cock shall not crow. This day, before that thou shalt tries deny that thou knowest me. I mean, he was telling me what's going to happen that night. That night, why they were still just finishing their dinner? Tonight, before the, before the morning dawn and the cock are crowing, you will be denying me three times. And according to what you see in the other gospel, the Peter vehemently said, no, if I die with you, I will not deny you. And all the others also said the same thing. Luke didn't recall it that way. Luke just went on and said, And he said unto them, When I sent you without paws, and scrip, and shoes, lack you anything? And he said, Nothing. Then said he unto them, But now, he that has a paws, let him take it, and likewise his scrip. And he that has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say unto you that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me name. Now, the was, Lord was telling them, they should go and get a physical soul. But I believe what he was pointing out was that after this thing, it is now they are going to be doing this thing by their own effort. So go get your pulse right now, if you, need, you have a pulse, which means money also. I mean, we are to sponsor the gospel. When he was sending them, I said, I send out, you out, I told you not to even take any pulse Why? Right? God is going to be providing that. through know, supernatural way. If you go to any house, they will feed you and so on and so forth. But now when he was going to go away, he he's telling them that now get your purse. you will going need the sword. A sword is not that they are going to be fighting physically, but the word of God is the sword. You're going to have to get the word of God and buy the sword if you have to buy it, which is the word of God. He so said that you're ready to, to do this by your own strength. God begin, God, God still supporting us in the background. But see, they were not getting there going to say and the verse 13, and they are reply say, Lord, behold, here are two souls. They saw some the rich nourishment's house, they always have some decoration. Maybe maybe the man has two souls that are like crossed like this in the house. And they have seen that when they come into that uh, the, that that uh, big upper room dining place. So when the Lord was saying, if you don't have a so go and buy one. They said, oh, master, here are two swords. So the Lord just says, it's enough. I mean, he didn't get it. Verse and he came out and went as he was wound to the Mount of Olives. And his disciples also followed him. And when he, saw, when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about the stones cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Now, this is the final trial and temptation of our Lord before that in the garden of Gethsemane. He knew what was going to happen. He knew it's going to be painful. But the Father said, this is the only way to save mankind. But he can pray and turn this around and say, if it were possible. He said, if thou be willing, Remove this cup from me. That like is this cup of sorrow. Sorrow, no, sorrow, no. It's a cup of what you call it. It's a, it's a painful thing that's going to happen. Nevertheless, not my will, but dying. Because once you resign your will to God's will, then the Father's will will be up to you. Verse 43, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And said unto them, why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Now, the do want them to pray. Prayer will make people avoid temptation. What is temptation? What happened to Peter just a few minutes after this was temptation. That he denied Christ. But maybe if he had prayed and prayed, that would have been waved off that somehow the Lord could have put something in his heart not to follow them. Because if he didn't follow them, the rest of the disciples didn't follow the soldiers after they arrested Lord Jesus Christ. So they were not in that uh, trouble. But he went there, went to see the end. And then face to face with uh, the soldiers and confessions and women began to point to him and say, You are one of them, made him to deny three times that would have him out of the midst of the disciples and said that Christ said, I have prayed for him. you. see? It is, if they have prayed, like Christ said if he prayed, maybe that temptation would have come upon him personally. Verse 47, and while he yet speak, behold, a multitude and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. And Jesus said unto him, Judas, betray thou the son of man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what will follow, they said to him, Lord, shall we smile with the sword? I mean, the other disciples are ready to fight, to defend our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why they actually took those two swords. When they were leaving that room, they sneaked out the two swords out into, and took it with them. See? Because they were, they, those are the two swords they have in their hand right now. And one of them said, say, Lord, shall we smile with the sword? The one of them is still asking for permission to strike. Verse 50 says, and one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. Now, the look was simply just saying one of them, one of them. But when you get to either Gospel of John or Matthew, I can't remember which of them said it, they actually mentioned that Peter was the one that took this four sword. Maybe he got one sword and the other fellow had the other sword. The one that was saying, shall we smile sword, was still asking permission. But Peter was not going to wait for permission. He just took his own sword and struck somebody. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed the man, healed him. Now, the reason why that was important is the Lord wanted the disciples not to be arrested. Because, you know, in this world, if the soldiers or the the police come to arrest somebody, and the family members or friends of that somebody were resisting the arrest, and to the point that they injure a policeman, or an officer, after they finally got the man that they went to arrest, they, they will still come after the one that was resisting the arrest against them and that hurt the police. They will come against that person. And the Lord knew that, so He quickly healed the man that Peter caught the hair off. And so that it looked like nothing really happened when the man's ill. So there will be you no know, pursuing the man. Because if they have taken the, the master away and they find the man's hair has got off bleeding, they will pursue and say, which of them did it? They will pursue this man. They will say, it's not over yet. Go and get that one also. So Christ wants the disciples together. He needed them, because you know, in three days, he'll be back. But he needed this to help to continue the ministry that he went to, the kingdom that he started, the work of uh, preaching that he wanted to start. So he wanted them together. That. So that's why he that man. says, stop it's enough. Don't start violence here. But 52. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders, which were come to him, Be ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves? When I was dealing with you in the temple, ye stretched forth no hands against me, But this is your hour and the power of darkness. When he came in the night. Verse 54. Then took they him and led him and brought him unto the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off. Now that is where Peter made the mistake or because he was not praying, like I said, that he entered into temptation. He followed a part of verse 55. And when they had kindly fired in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. Now, if you actually go to back to the Gospel of John, John is that Peter couldn't get inside because he was not familiar with the priest's house. They were afraid that the one of the disciples that was known to the high priest, I was a disciple, must have been very familiar with him. He went in and then saw that Peter didn't come in. He came back and talked to the maid that was keeping the gate or the door to let Peter come in. And when Peter was coming, that was that maid that first asked him, Oh, you are one of them. And Peter said, I'm not. And then another person pointed out again. So that was how the Gospel of John reported it. But according to Luke, I know all of these, this, uh, this, uh, they are reporting what they had. Luke was not there, so he was reporting what they had, or what he remembered they had. So, Gospel of John, detailed because he was there. Verse 56. But a certain maid beheld him that he beheld Peter, as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, woman man, I know him not. Verse 58. And after a little while another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I have not. What you notice is that all this while have, the Lord Jesus Christ with disciples have come back and forth to Jerusalem to the temple. So there's no way they Father may not realize that every people that are seen, because they are around the master, twelve around about him. About him, I mean refused to even gather the people you know, not to crowd him. So people are finally recognized them and Peter as one of the inner circle. But there was no place to really hide. But he perhaps didn't realize that they already knew him. When they are pointing him out, he was trying to say, I'm not. Verse 58 is where you say man, I'm not. Verse 59. And about the space of one hour after. And none that confidently affirmed, saying of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou says. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what you are saying. And immediately, while he yet speak, the cock crew. That was what the logic already saw in the, and told Peter that before the cock crew, two times, you will deny me three times. Now the, the way it was probably, they didn't show out you caught crew two times, but in the other in Gospel of John, the first time you call crew was when the first woman saw and said, You are one of them, and he said no. And that was you are only said, no. The man said you must you are a you must be one of them. And he said no. Then the cock crew again. before the cock crew twice, you will deny it three times. And that caught crew almost every hour, from the time they the cock out. A week. They crow once and then they wait and the another one hour they crow again. But that's why the Lord says, if you need that one hour, you will design three times. Verse 61, says, and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter, which means the, where they were sitting by the fire, they could see the Lord, and the Lord could hear what they are saying. And the Bible says, according to our Luke report it's only Luke report here that the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he said to him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Well, let's look at how it was reported in the, in the other gospel. He said before the cock crow twice, you will deny me three times. It's what the other gospel has said. So, but nonetheless, they are still saying you denied three times. Let's see how Mark reported in Mark chapter 14. And verse 66 And as Peter was beneath in the palace, there coming one of the maids of the high priest, and then when he saw Peter warming himself, he looked upon him and said, And thou also was with Jesus of Nazareth. And he did not say, I know not. Neither understand I what thou seest." And he went out into the porch, and the cock crowed. That was the first time cock crowed. And a maid saw him again, and a maid, another maid, perhaps, or saw the same maid, and began to say to them that stood by, This is one of them! And he denied it again. And a little after, they that stood by said again to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean. And thy speech agreed there too. But he began to curse and to swear, saying, I don't know not this man of whom you speak. And the second time the cock crew, and Peter called to the mind, Remind the word that Jesus said to him, before the cock crowed twice, that he deny denied me three times. And when he thought there, he wept. And that was Mark that's reported it, that it was the cock crowed two times. Before the cock crowed two times, you already denied three times. Now, I'm going back to Luke chapter 22. Verse 62 is what I just read. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. And the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and, and asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is he that smote thee?" And many other things blasphemously speak they against him. And as soon as it was day, the elders of the people and the chief priests and the scribes came together and led him into their council, saying, Are thou the Christ? Tell us. And he said unto them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I also ask you, you will not answer me, not let me go. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. Then said they, Are thou then the Son of God? And he said unto them, Ye see that I am. And they said, What need we any further witness? For we ourselves have heard of his own mouth. So well, that was end of chapter 22. And uh I will continue this in chapter twenty three God bless you. let me.